when somebody comes in the office, I will draw a line on my whiteboard, just a straight line, and I go all the way out to the right and put a dot. I say, that's when you're going to die. We don't know when that is. Every year you give a company at a job that you don't love or you're just doing it just to do it, that's one year or less that you have to enjoy the things that you want to enjoy in retirement. It's time for the Making Money Podcast with financial advisor, Lee Perkins. Thanks for joining us again on the Making Money Podcast, featuring Lee Perkins, owner and financial advisor over JL Perkins Wealth Management. Today, we're going to talk about your desire to retire. I mean, the reason why many people are listening to this podcast and other financial podcasts is to right, take a step closer towards that ultimate goal of retirement. But just how ready are you? Everybody's kind of got different levels of desire to retire. So we're going to talk about five different levels from, you know, not ready at all, love what I'm doing, to I want to retire yesterday. We're going to go through everything in between and kind of talk about uh, each one of those statements, what they mean, and and how we can help someone at each one of these levels of uh, desire. So we'll do all that today with Lee. Lee, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. I think it's going to be a fun show because I hear I hear it from yeah. I want to retire last week or to I'm going to work till I'm 90. I'm they're going to have to roll my body out of there. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a good a good thing to talk about. Yeah, retirement's different for everybody, right? I mean, everybody's got a different idea of retirement, a different level of retirement, a different age they got in mind. I mean, it's it's unique to every single one of us. Yeah, it really is. It's it's a personal thing for everybody. And, and even if somebody grew up right next door to each other and worked at the same company for the same amount of time, it's different because we're all different as individuals. So, And that's what makes my job fun is so I don't have to come in here and do the, the same thing for everybody. Everybody's different. So that's what, we, that's what we try to do, make retirement look the way that somebody wants it to look for them. Well, if you haven't joined us before, Lee, as I mentioned, is owner and financial advisor over at J.L. Perkins Wealth Management that serves all of the Macon area. Their office is over in Northside Crossing. You can look them up there, but you can find them online as well at jlperkinswealth.com. While you're on the website too, you can schedule a meeting or you can even register for a seminar online as well. So check that out when you get a second. And every podcast episode is also archived on the website. So you can go back and listen to past episodes as well. Now I want to start today with a little bit of news. We, We try to stay topical at times, although most of our content show to show is, is, uh, evergreen and it can be listened to and, and, and provide you some value any time of the year. But we want to talk about headlines as well. And big story really right now that uh, just happened recently involves the banking industry. And I want to get your reaction to this, Lee. Former Wells Fargo CEO John Stumpf has been barred from the banking industry and must pay a $17.5 million fine because of his connection to the scandal that came out a few years ago. The bank was creating millions of fake bank accounts to meet those sales quotes, and now he's having to pay up. What did you think about this news when you read it? Yeah, uh, you know, it, it didn't surprise me when they came down on the CEO. Uh, the, the company has really been in the news for all the wrong reasons over the last couple of years. Yeah. Just, you know, the fact that they were kind of encouraging their their employees to sign people up for these fake accounts just so they could meet these goals and it was across the board it seemed like everybody 
in that organization was doing that. And ultimately, somebody's head had to roll at the top, and they kind of cleaned house and things like that. But it's interesting that that this guy is, has been banned from banking. Has got to come up with with seventeen and a half million dollars in fines. It's probably going to be no no big deal because of what he made during his time. But yeah, it's definitely a a PR challenge for Wells Fargo. I, I'm not a big fan of them um, because it seems like they get slapped on the hand all the time for doing the wrong things. So. You know, they actually came out with a, a an advertising campaign maybe, I don't know, six months or so ago that said they were established back in 1800 or something and reestablished now. Well, that that's all. I mean, you're having to reestablish because you got caught doing what you shouldn't have done. So anyway, yeah, definitely not a good look for Wells Fargo. Yeah, it just seems like the banking industry has just been in a negative light for you know, a decade really it just seems like these stories are always kind of cycling through the news. And I know that some of this stuff's already kind of happened in the past, but it just always seems like there's a, another black eye uh, on the industry in general. And this is the latest thing. It's yeah, you're, Wells Fargo. You're, you're right. It's Wells Fargo now. It'll be another bank, you know, in a few years or whenever the next one gets caught doing something like this. It's sad, really. Yeah, it really is. So that's the latest headline. We'll, we'll share a link to that in the show notes in case you haven't seen that story. You can catch up on the news it's getting to know you time time now for getting to know lee perkins we get away from the office finance uh, out of the the news headlines and find out more about lee today's question for lee is a very simple one what is your favorite sport favorite sport all right so that's a kind of a two-phase question favorite sport to watch favorite sport to watch or favorite sport to participate in let's go favorite sport to watch first okay i probably the nfl that's my favorite thing to watch well nfl and college football i was gonna say over college yeah yeah no it it would probably be college i'd rather uh, i like i enjoy a saturday over a sunday but so any football all those xfl thing has been out for a couple weeks now and it's (laughs) kind of a little bit intriguing but i i just love football i mean we watch our high school games on friday and of course we watch all college. I'm a big Georgia Bulldog fan, so we watch them on Saturday, and I watch NFL. Probably what is intriguing about NFL fantasy football makes that enjoyable. Right. So, right. so that's those are my favorite things to to watch. Now, as far as what to play, that's changed over the last few years because as I've gotten older, the body doesn't do what it used to do. But uh-huh. man, I've really become a. Uh, this makes me sound really old, but I've really become a big fan of pickleball. Really? And uh, yeah, if uh, you know, you're a little bit younger than I am, but pickleball is supposedly one of the fastest growing sports in America. And, and obviously it's because of the, the baby boomers who are doing that. It's a mix between, I say, pe- tell people it's a mix between ping pong, tennis, badminton, and a little bit of racquetball. It's just kind of a reflex sport. Doesn't require a lot of pounding on the knees and things like that. So it's a blast. It really is a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah, I've seen that. I've, I've heard people talk about it. I don't think I've ever played it. I'm familiar with it, but I've never – I don't even know where to find a pickleball court. I mean, yeah, it's around pretty easy yeah, to find. Yeah, it's, it's becoming very very popular. So a lot of the tennis courts around here, tennis facilities, have, have uh, dedicated some of their – courts to be in pickleball courts the the high school that my kids go to has a new tennis court facility well the old one they ripped up part of the courts and they've turned it into a pickleball facility so yeah people play pickleball at at our school almost every day 
So yeah, it's it's big. One of yeah. these days, you go, go out, find you a couple of old people, and go play pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm getting old myself. I uh, golf's more my speed these days. That's, yeah, yeah, me that's too. Well, I, I stick to. I, I kind of joke a little bit about the you know I call it an old person sport, but. I went out and played me and a buddy of mine and we're both 50 and we played two people that were over 68. One was 68 and one was 72 and they beat our eyes out. So don't (laughs) think because you're young, you're going to go out and beat up on people who are older than you because if they play, uh, you're you're not going to (laughs) win. That's great. That's awesome. Well, cool. Well, thanks for sharing that, Lee. Uh, And that takes us to our main topic. And And let's dive into the desire to retire Look, different people have different levels of desire when it comes to finding the retirement date. I mean, we talked about that. Everybody's unique. So let's explore these different levels of desire as indicated by the statements people might make. We got five of them, and we're going to discuss how we'd help someone at each one of these different levels. So let's start with the beginning on one end of the the spectrum. We've got this level one is, I don't see myself ever retiring. I love what I do. This is a perfect statement because I had one of my one of my favorite clients a couple came in last week and he is they both just turned 70 years old and he he absolutely loves what he does and says he cannot see himself ever retire he plans to work another 15 years and his wife sort of rolled her eyes and said they're not going to keep you there for 15 years and he said they will because they pay me for my knowledge so I think they're kind of both right the reality is He's in very good health right now, but we're, that is not a given at some point that he cannot be as healthy and, you know, he's not in a physically um, demanding line of work, but we're not guaranteed our health. And then the other thing, of course, is companies change. Companies change and their their ideas will change over time and you may or may not be a part of it. So even though you don't see yourself retiring, you got to plan as you get older, they may go in a different direction just because they may be able to hire somebody, you know, half your age and half your salary to do the same job. You know, it's not something pleasant to think about, but that is a reality. Yeah, that is a reality indeed. Uh, the next level is kind of a step closer towards retirement, but it's more or less Maybe they've procrastinated a little bit, haven't done as much planning and pretty happy with where they are. The statement is, I guess I could retire, but they pay me pretty well and I don't hate it. So might as well keep working. Yeah, this gets into kind of somebody's psyche a little bit that they don't don't love their job, but they don't hate it. They're just kind of going there. To me, you know, when somebody comes in the office, I will draw a line on my whiteboard, just a straight line, and I go all the way out to the right and put a dot. And I say, you know what that dot is? And they're like, nope. I say, that's when you're going to die. We don't know when that is. And so every year you give a company at a job that you don't love or you're just doing it just to do it, that's one year or less that you have to enjoy the things that you want to enjoy in retirement because we're, we're not promised tomorrow. So if you need to work and you need to save money, that's fine. But think about how you want to spend the last days of your life and do you want to give the company one more year? Some people do and some people are like, no, I've never really thought about it that way, but just something to think about. Yeah, oftentimes we don't we don't think about that far in the distance and we don't think about our own mortality. And that's a good perspective to have is, you know, hey, if you want to work, great, but be thinking about how you want to spend that time because we just don't know how much of it we have. Uh, it's a resource that we aren't uh, guaranteed another day, you know, so make sure you, you, got uh, you plan for it. Correct. L- level three is kind of middle of the road. I, I would imagine this is kind of a pretty common 
uh, desire from for a lot of people. And it, that's I'd like to retire in a few years, but I have no idea when I really can. Yeah, this is by far the one that I hear the most. And what's sad about it is because they haven't done any planning at all. They haven't sat down and just said, hey, here's what my life looks like with the income while I'm working. And here's what it looks like when I retire. And that's really what we help people do almost every day in our office because they thinking about it, but they just have no clue where to start because they've never retired before and they don't know what to do. So, I mean, truly that is the most common question. And to me, it's the easiest one to sort of figure out because somebody comes in and, and in, you know, 15, 20 minutes, we can easily look at the numbers now versus the numbers then, but there's so much more that comes into making that final decision. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's for anybody that's listening to the podcast. That's what we do every day. Well, once you get beyond that point, you start talking about people that are moving really close to retirement, whether that's because they kind of feel forced to or they're just ready to go. But level four kind of takes a step further. I've always pictured myself working another few years, but the idea of retirement keeps looking better and better. Yeah, this is kind of not really peer pressure, but... uh peer experience you see your friends <laughs> you see your friends doing it and you see the the retirement lifestyle that they're living and and how they've made that successful transition not only financially just it socially and it becomes really appealing to somebody that you know maybe they're 62 and they plan to work to 65 and all of a sudden they've got friends that are retiring and they're telling them how much fun they're having in retirement and it becomes more attractive and more appealing um, that this phase are really kind of starting to think, hey, maybe this is something that I should really consider. And that's when they got to do the work, put in the, the legwork to determine if it's a, something that is feasible at that point. So, yeah, great time for people to really start start digging in and doing that work to make sure it, it can happen. Well, the final level on the spectrum is the far end from the opposite side of where we started this. And that's somebody that says, I want to retire tomorrow. If I don't quit this job right now, they might have to put me in an asylum. All right. So I, I've met with probably four or five of these folks uh, in, in the past. And these are the ones that I have to really be careful with because it will be easy for me to jump on the bandwagon and say, yeah, the company's mistreating you. You deserve better, blah, blah, blah. This is time to really take a deep breath and let's find out really is it just the job that they want out of or is it do they want out of working period and entering the phase of retirement and once we figure that is what the answer to that question is then we can go and determine whether or not the numbers work are they financially ready to do it the last thing i want somebody to do is be at a job where they're unhappy and they're miserable uh, because that that is no we've probably all worked at a, a job where that was the case and just dreaded it uh, and just didn't want to go in and, and hated every minute of it it's no way to go through life and and i want people to enjoy what they're doing but the reality is everybody doesn't enjoy what they're doing so again that for that person we have to kind of figure out and diagnose what the real issue is is it the job or is it i'm ready to retire and and once we do the work on that we can help them make a a, a better decision going forward well i would guess no matter what level you are right now that you could be on any of these levels in a year or two from now, right? I mean, that's why you want to put a plan in place because even if you feel like you love what you do and you mentioned it, you know, I don't want to retire for a while, it doesn't take a whole lot 
to from you to get to that point to the point of I'm ready to quit right now and ready to step away and, and, and live my life, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, I, I meet with people when they first, sometimes they come in and they're like, um, you know, and I say, what's your plan for retirement? Probably going to work another five or seven years. And I say, why is that? Well, I don't think I can financially. And when I dig deeper, they don't know that. That's just the the picture that they've had in their in their mind. But until they've gone through the work and and we've we've taken them through the process of digging deeper on that, hey, we, retirement might be a reality or, or feasible for them in a year or in two years. But you don't know until you do the work ahead of time. So that's why we encourage everybody when you start thinking about that or when you're starting to become eligible for retirement per your company's retirement plan. That's when you need to really, prior to that, start doing some homework. And, and you know, I'd love for, for folks to give us a call, set up a time for us to chat. We'll, we'll figure out. We'll, we'll let you know if you're ready or not. Yeah, you can do that at jlperkinswealth.com or you can call the office 478-254-3550. Uh, they have the office there at Northside Crossing, but they serve all of Macon. And and if you're looking for somebody, you know, Lee's obviously a great option, but no matter what your desire is, sit down with a professional, figure it out and start planning. You can never plan too early. That's the one thing. You can never get too far ahead of this and uh, it'll only put you in better shape when that time actually comes. So, Look, Lee, when you're ready to step away and play pickleball, you got to have your plan in order, right? You got it. You got it. You can't just roll out there. You better start stretching ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, thanks for joining us here on the Making Money Podcast. Uh, If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. Uh, You can do that at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever platform you listen on, you'll find this podcast there and subscribe and you'll have the next episode delivered to you. And every episode is archived right there on joperkinswealth.com so you can find it there. So for Lee, I am Ben. Thanks for being a part of this episode. We will talk to you soon on the Making Money Podcast. Investment advisory services are offered by J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.